It's a great day to be Wisconsin proud. Welcome to Country Connection. I'm your host, Libby Collins. What's good landers, and why are they teaming with the Benedict Center to raise some funds and some support? Well, joining us today are three good landers, Amy Westrup, Kelsey Moses, and Michelle Gilliam. And, okay, I'll bite. What exactly is good landers? Well, good landers is a long-form improv troupe. Uh, made up of six amazing comedians uh, here in Milwaukee. And we put on sometimes monthly, sometimes quarterly shows. Uh, the show we're here to talk about today is our spring show. And, uh, yeah, it's a great long-form troupe. Okay, so Amy, Kelsey, Michelle, you're all members. And this is all female? All female, all the time. <laughs> all right, uh, why don't you want men? <laughs> it's not that we don't want them. <laughs> it's just that there are so many troops out there that are filled with men. Um, and we're all women that do a really great job with improv and decided to get together. Well, they did. I'm the newest member of the group. I just moved back to Wisconsin. And, you know, it's not no men. It's just that uh, these are awesome women. All right. So, so yeah. what do you do? G- give me an idea of what Good Landers does. You're an improv group. You do these shows. Now, do you go in with a theme or are you just working off the skin of your teeth? So long form improv is where you take a suggestion from the audience um, and then different troops do different things. But what the Good Landers do um, is a style called the Armando. So we'll do three different monologues based on that suggestion and we'll use that as inspiration for our set. Let me give you a suggestion, Amy. Eggs. The day I found out that the Easter Bunny wasn't real and um, it was it was sad, but um, I was at my grandparents' house and uh, we just came back from church and we I was walking through the dining room and I couldn't help but notice that all of the shades had been drawn. So I opened up the shades uh, only to find my Aunt Kathy dropping Easter eggs all about the yard. And I um, quickly closed the shade, and I thought, oh, my gosh, Aunt, Aunt Kathy's the Easter Bunny. And so then I thought, well, if she It must have eat- been a real surprise to your uncle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he was absolutely stunned. Um, I think he's still running the numbers on that because uh, I don't <laughs> think he's getting a very good re- rate on return. But we uh, – yeah, I, and so I kind of figured, well, if, if that's the case, then what's with Santa? And, oh, so, and, and, yeah. and, and Michelle, what about Santa? Well, Santa is real. We all know that. Yeah. That's, true. Uh, that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. th- that's not even up for discussion. No. Well, why, would you, why would you question that, Libby? I, I, I'm just wondering <laughs> about... Libby, I'm concerned. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> oh. but I'm, I'm kind of wondering, going back to the Easter Bunny and these eggs, because I, I, I've always sort of put Santa and the Easter Bunny... In the same box, so to speak. Oh, no. oh heaven. No. Oh, oh, no, Libby, you're saying no. they're different? They're different. <laughs> no, yeah. the Easter Bunny goes in a basket and Santa's oh. in the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's I mean, where Santa has go. a lot more power than the bunny, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, really, nobody's Plus, like, oh, and I, I just long for eggs and yeah. maybe a chocolate bunny. No, you want an Xbox. You want a bike. The bunny's nope. not going to deliver that. Nobody writes letters to the Easter Bunny. Never. That's true. No. I did write a song about Easter, though, once. You did? Do you, have that, so- do you, do you have that song? I, I, I have it uh, in my memory um, <laughs> and heart. Uh, and uh, it, it went along the lines of, you know, you can keep your Halloween. You can keep your Christmas. I just want that Easter. Want to find those eggs. Um, yep. Wow. I, okay. See, I don't care about the eggs. I just want chocolate at mm. Easter. Yeah, but see, Santa can deliver some good chocolate, too. I mean, yeah. a good chocolate Santa. I don't know. I don't know. I just, Santa's better. 
It's as simple as that. He's just more magical. I was traumatized as you were by Easter egg hunts as a child. How were you traumatized, Michelle? Oh, my gosh. I was about three years old. Yeah. We were, I grew up in Glendale, so we were at a park doing a, um, at probably Clutch Park, doing an Easter egg hunt. And I couldn't find any eggs. And so I sat by a tree and I cried. And my parents, they pointed out eggs to me. And then there was this little kid trailing me. And they, the kid would pick up the eggs before I could. Mm-hmm. So I just sat by another tree and I cried. And my parents tried not to laugh at me, but they laughed very hard. This and is a true story. And <laughs> again, your life is, this is not improv. I can, I can this see is the real. pain in your eyes. <laughs> and now I like, if I ever have children, they will never do an Easter egg hunt. I, th- I had to be the Easter bunny one time. No. And I had to wear a big, um, like, paper mache he- head and, like, costume. And uh, I had really long hair at the time. And the inside of the head had, had chicken wire in it. So they're like, hey, we'll just put this hat over your head, you know, so that your hair doesn't get caught in it. So I start hopping about this park where we were dropping As bunnies eggs. will do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you do, right. And I had a basket of eggs. Well, the, the hat slipped down over my eyes, so I was rendered completely oh, visionless. And so I just kept hopping and hopping, and I smacked right into a tree out, Easter bunny. And all the kids KO'd. were screaming. Yeah, oh, oh totally. No. And I could, and it was a huge head, so it was very hard to manipulate getting back up. I was kind of like a turtle and, on And how many of those children are ther- in therapy today? I don't know. I, I hit the bricks right <laughs> after know, that. All of them. There. I can answer that. All <laughs> of them. See, this is why we should not even do Easter egg hunts at all. I'm getting anxiety just with this conversation. Yeah. 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 And it all came from the egg. Now, it all came from the egg, for it, sure. Okay, which, which again, it just... Just as a, a, a little example of mm-hmm. what you do, somebody throws out something. You have no, you had no idea I was going to say that, no, right? No, no. no. So, so what are you working from? I mean, how does this, how does this work as far as long term improv, and how do y'all bring it together? Because it's not just the three of you; there are three other people involved as well. Correct. And so those that those were just kind of examples of monologues. So that we would take those monologues and say, um, the the other members of our troupe would then maybe hop on and start a scene about one of those monologues, not necessarily like reenacting the Easter Bunny hitting the tree, but something that that reminded them of, or maybe Santa hitting the chimney or something like that. And so, you know, all of it is based on there's some very definite rules in improv. Um, active listening is key, so really paying attention to what what was in Michelle's monologue what would inspire <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then... Um, and just uh, yes, ending the situation. So if she comes in with an opening line, such as, "Here's the Johnson file." Yes, and it's oh my gosh, this is uh, looks more intense than the last file Mr. Johnson brought in. Of course it is. This is the last Johnson file we'll ever get. Wow, we better we better hop to then. Um, ugh, this is Mr. Johnson is he's a persnickety guy. Oh, 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 my ears are burning. Johns and Jones, my two favorite uh, middlemen. You got that file? Uh, Yes, Mr. Johnson. All right. And uh, just just point of order, uh, we are actually women. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We've told you that for (laughs) years. It slips my mind every time. You know, I I don't see gender. I don't see uh, color. I don't see anything. Blind for 20 years now. Um. So long as I uh, hear the Easter Bunny, though, according to that file, I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. 
All right. We're here with Amy Westrom, Kelsey Moses, and Michelle Gilliam. They are three of the six good landers. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to KTICountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this and past Country Connection interviews. Tell us a little bit about your partnership with the Benedict Center. How did this all come about? Because you've got an upcoming performance, yeah. and the proceeds are going to help this wonderful organization. Well, with with every Goodlander show we do, we 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 like to say that we do great improv uh, for good causes, and so we try to pick a nonprofit organization, and and usually one that maybe isn't as well known as as you know some of the the really big ones you hear about, and uh, uh, Krista Jarzinski, who is in our group does a lot of work uh, with different women's centers. Um, she is a counselor at, at, w, at UWM, I believe. And um, so she brought the Benedict Center to our attention. Uh, we reviewed a couple different things about um, a, a couple different nonprofits that she brought to our attention. And we just thought that the Benedict Center is doing really, really amazing work here in the community and very difficult work. And they really need our support. They um, provide community-based substance abuse and mental health treatment, education, and support to women um, that are even going through the criminal justice system. So as you can imagine, you know, they, they do a lot of very good things with little resources. Um, and so anything that we can do to help them, uh, I think, is, is you know, well, one, one of the things I know our listeners can do is to come out and support your spring performance because, again, proceeds are going to help the Benedict Center. Mm-hmm. When is that going to be? April 28th, Saturday at 8 p.m. at Comedy Sports in the Farina Arena. And uh, it's $10 at the door. Or if you bring a donation uh, for the Benedict Center, it'll be it's only $5. What kind of donations are you looking for? Uh, donations of toiletry items such as feminine care products, uh, hair products, travel size and regular hygiene products. All these are wonderful donations that we'll accept for half-price tickets. And, again, let's tell everybody what day it is. It's Saturday? Saturday, April 28th. At what time? 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. It's at Comedy Sports in the uh, Farina Arena, and there is a full bar and restaurant there. So it's it's a really wonderful way uh, to spend the night on the town uh, while enjoying some really great comedy for a really, really great cause. And by the way, if you want information about the Goodlanders performance supporting the Benedict Center, to send directly to your phone. Text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. As comedians, can you find humor in everything? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- is this funny right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're brave to put three comedians behind live mics. I was I, mean, I was going to say, I, 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 I am. I'm a, I'm a little yeah. nervous over here. It's okay. No, I said all be. of my fart jokes on, in the car on the way over. So. Speaking of which. <laughs> oh, yeah. <it's, laughs> speaking Uh-oh. of your fart, How do you Kelsey? know when you cross the line um, to being offensive? Ooh, um, it's it's tough to gauge, but you know, audience reaction is a is a big insight. You know, if there's kind of that dead silence, crickets. Um, you know, uh, reading uh, other people's body language on stage. Um, How do you come out of that when that happens? I uh, just try to you know push forward and come up with something else that is not offensive. You know, you, you beg the audience for forgive- forgiveness. Um, that's one way <laughs> to do it as well. Well, but like Kelsey said though, you ride the waves of the audience, and if you're feeling like this is probably inappropriate, they're feeling that way too. Um, so you just really listen to yourself and to the audience, you know, as you're as you're performing. Are th- are there any subjects that you completely would stay away from? 
Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we 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 are very very respectful of our audience of the the people that we perform with on stage because you know very often we have guests uh, come and perform with us as well. Um, I think you know we have to keep in mind the um, groups that we're we're doing these performances for and be respectful of what they do. So, you know, we don't do, you know, jokes about substance abuse or domestic violence or anything like that. I mean, I don't think there's any humor in any of that. So we avoid all of that. You know, it it really goes to the dynamic of this group. We know each other so well, and we know, we we can get in each other's heads, and we know what direction we're going to go to, and we... And, and we know what's appropriate and what feels good to us. I think that if you have to go to um, like a blue place or a, or a weird inappropriate thing, then you're not really listening to one another or you haven't really listened, engaged your audience well. Let, let's just leave our audience today with a little taste, a little flavor of the good landers <laughs> oh, and what geez. they might see at the performance on uh, Saturday the 28th. Well, what you're going to see is our six amazing comedians on stage what you're going to hear now is i don't know what are we going to do anything could we have a suggestion libby yeah clocks clocks so i've never been great at telling uh analog time uh i growing up months were always hard and analog time was difficult i still to this day when i look at those two little angry hands they're not telling me anything i need the numbers to uh be able to discern any any type of time (coughs) Mm. It's five minutes after the bi- the the big hand, honey. You're gonna be late for school. Mom, mom, you know I don't. I don't understand that. I, honey, I need the numbers. Well, you can't have the numbers. Look, this is a very fancy watch. It's mate. Your uncle gave it to you for your birthday, and mom, you're gonna have to learn how to use it. Mom, it's the numbers or nothing. Or I stay here with you all day. Oh, well, God, honey, we can't let that happen. No, no. Okay. Um, you know what, honey? Uh, Phil, Phil, do you have a Sharpie? Oh. It just, yeah. Yep, yep. Grab You're, the Sharpie. Okay. Here's the watch. Okay, perfect. Uh, what's your favorite time? I'm going to say 3.30. That's a good time. I like 3.33, Dad. 3.33. I like all of her friends. All do right. You, you're just so difficult, what? honey. I mean, we love you, but you're just so... Okay, look. In particular. You know what, that's what my teacher says. My teacher says mm-hmm. that I'm particular, that I like things a certain way, mm-hmm. and I like order. I don't like chaos. Okay, I well, private school word. teachers, you know, tend to, you know, gloss over things like that. I don't know. I Look, you know what? This You put me in private school. Well. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm kind of regretting that decision. But I- back to the watch. Look, uh, we, look we've drawn the 12. And then the three and, and the six and the nine. Are those enough numbers that you should be able to handle that? I only need three threes and the two dots. There you go. Okay, Permanently 333. Thank you, know, you. It's always time for school to let out. Thank you, Dad. I and love your daughter. And, and it's always time to see <laughs> the good landers. If you want to learn more about them, let's give your website, Amy. Actually, you can find us on Facebook under uh, Good Landers Comedy uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's just Good Landers. It's not That's even right. Good Landers comedy. We don't even need the comedy part. It's implied. Well, you, <laughs> you, you've got the comedy right here, and we're going to have links at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for connections, and share this interview with family and friends. And Amy Westrup, Amy Westrup, I should say, I've Kelsey been called worse. Don't worry. Moses, and Michelle Gilliam. Gilliam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so Thank much. You, Thank you so much Thank for you. having us. There's nothing funny 
about a person being attacked. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and joining us today to discuss the Your Voice Has Power campaign is Angela Mancuso. She's executive director of the Women's Center in Waukesha. Angela, what do you mean by Your Voice Has Power? Well, it's a... um it's our theme for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and and um, by using that statement, what we're really indicating is that everybody has a role to play in ending sexual violence and, um, you know, really chipping away at rape culture. Silence is uh, silence is deadly, right? So if if everybody is um, sitting on the the sidelines silently watching, as um, you know as young women in our community are being sexually assaulted and nobody's saying anything about it. But if you know, you know, this past, I don't know, year or so with things like the Me Too movement or um, survivors uh, all around the country, you know, coming forward and speaking out, it, it, it's, um, it has changed the, uh, the perspective, I think, that our community has on the the volume and prevalence of sexual violence. Have have you noticed a a difference at the Women's Center now that women and and the general public have become more vocal? You know, we are. I mean, this year, just in 2018, I mean, we have been, our shelter has been completely full of capacity um, consistently, and our um, sexual assault advocates and counselors have absolutely full caseloads. Are you finding more people want to volunteer to help? Yes, we, we, we do get that too, which we, of course, greatly appreciate because that also goes along with using your voice. It's, it's getting involved and, and taking action. On a practical standpoint, what can people do? If, if they're not a trained counselor, but how can they get involved? How can they help the cause? Sure. There's, um, there's a, a couple of different ways to do that. One is um, if, uh, for instance, being aware and ha- and being awake and p- and paying attention to everything that's going around going on around us um, that's pertaining to sexual violence. So if someone discloses to you that they have been sexually assaulted, first of all, you have to recognize that for what it is. That is a it's a huge act of courage to divulge something so personal and so you know so profoundly personal and and what what that means to that survivor to actually tell somebody but then to believe them oftentimes we you know it's believing them not passing judgment knowing the resources making referrals to you know the women's center and our our counselors who specialize in healing uh helping individuals heal from sexual trauma if people can get involved with agencies like the women's center so as you just mentioned you know volunteering taking action during sexual assault awareness month volunteering for a program and really digesting and incorporating and absorbing the facts and the data that that are all around us about the prevalence of this issue and and what people can do. To- Angela, what I'm wondering, obviously, when we know they're a victim of a violent sexual assault, what about those individuals who have been victimized? And I, I, I kind of want to clarify that. In other words, maybe an actual assault didn't take place, but it was attempted, mm-hmm. and, the, and the individual still feels violated, what can we do to make them heard as well? Believing them 
and supporting them and making referrals to a place where they can feel safe in talking about their experience and help working through the trauma. A near assault is as frightening as as an assault because of the the implications of what that means. And I think psychologically, it, it can it still does the same amount of harm as someone thinks through all of the things that could have happened um, and could have happened differently. Because the implication was there. The assault, it was still, you know, the the intent was still there to harm that individual. And I think society sometimes becomes dismissive of those individuals in Abs- many cases. Absolutely, absolutely. But it, that, you know... It, it still was it is still that individual's reality. It was still an attempted violation of the of their of their person and um, still uh, an egregious crime. Now, Angela, statistically, are you seeing an increase of both reported and attempted rapes? Um, not necessarily. So you know, uh, when you use the language reported, so sexual assault is a grossly underreported crime and and has been for you know for eternity and that's because we don't make it we don't have a culture that makes it safe um, for uh, survivors to come forward and um, speak out it has to be done in sheer numbers which is what we have seen happen over this past year it hasn't been one person coming forward saying they have been you know violated by a movie producer or um, what have you it's it's been you know hundreds and hundreds of, of voices uh, uh, coming forward. We're talking with Angela Mancuso. She's the executive director of the Women's Center in Waukesha. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to ktacountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this and past Country Connection interviews. Let's talk about the luncheon this week. Uh, you have an amazing young woman who is your keynote speaker. We do. We're very excited. Allie Raceman. The uh, uh, you know uh, uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and um, uh, she has quite the resume for being so young. Uh, um, she has a book out. Um, she has been Dancing with the Stars. She was in Sports Illustrated. She um, she has lots of great messages that are that are um, very influential. She has um, on YouTube a video. Um, about um, bullying, and she talks about her experience about being bullied as a child, and then gives uh, messages to young girls who um, uh, might be struggling with um, body image and um, and bullying. And she has this great message. So she has a great message for survivors of of sexual violence, and a great message um, and great anti-bullying message too. Well, the interesting thing about her is, yes, she's a, a champion athlete and an accomplished young woman. But I think what a lot of people find most striking is her victim statement in court against Dr. Larry Nasser. Yeah, her victim impact statement. It was um, yes, it's it's very powerful. And and um, what what and a young such a young woman to make such a powerful statement. Yes, a- and so eloquent. And you know she's pretty feisty in her <laughs> statement too. And she, um, you know, the fact that she is working hard um, after that trial to uh, ensure that everybody who was involved in um, Larry Nassar's criminal behavior is held accountable. I mean, reports were made. You know, this wasn't a a new revelation for these 150-plus 
young ladies, you know, reports were made, but um, uh, they were overlooked or ignored. And that means people were complacent and complicit in the harming of all those young girls. And, of course, she's going to be talking about this. Now, let's tell everybody when the lunch is and and if tickets are still available. Certainly. So the luncheon is on um, Wednesday, April 25th at Potawatomi. And um, we do have tickets. We're we're down to, I want to say, about our last 100 tickets. And um, um, they'll still be available probably through this coming Tuesday. And um, people can find out if tickets are available by going to our website, www.twcwaukesha.org, or by calling uh, 262-546-4700. Now, do you think the the Larry Nasser case was unique, or do you think there could be other institutions where where these monsters could still be harbored by the institutions that they serve? Um, I do not think that the Larry Nasser um, case was um, is unique. I think that because again, we know that sexual violence is grossly underreported, and um, and even though there has been some groundwork with reports being made and people coming forward, um, we still have a, a long way to go. And we know that it, it's implausible to think that that there aren't similar circumstances going on in institutions similar to, um, uh, I guess, the gymnastics committee or, or um, um, you know, with, with Larry Nasser. It, it's all around us. And Allie Raisman is going to be speaking at the Women's Center. It's their annual luncheon. It's one of their biggest fundraisers of the year. It's going to happen this coming Wednesday at Potawatomi. And if you want information about the Women's Center luncheon, sent directly to your phone. You can text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. We're here with Angela Mancuso. Uh, Angela, what are some other ways that listeners can take action during Sexual Assault Awareness Month? Um, you know, I think aside from, you know, coming to our luncheon, right? Um, it's, uh, um, I would say getting involved with an, with an organization. If it's something that you want to, um, or that your listeners are, you know, interested in learning more about, it would be, you know, joining with an advocacy organization, um, because we need all the help we can get. We're, we're, we can't just do this, um, work by ourselves. Um, but, uh, I also think, uh, you know, calling out behaviors, um, if you hear something at work or at school or, um, you know, acknowledging that um, someone is might b- not be feeling safe or if somebody's uncomfortable about comments that were made um, to, to speak up and say, you know, speak up and say something. Again, it goes back to being silent is um, not being silent isn't safe. It, it isn't safe for survivors. And um, um, uh, so I would say volunteering, um, knowing resources, um, calling out um, conduct and behavior that is counter to um, a safe and supportive environment, and um, um, uh, taking action. And the Women's Center Luncheon, of course, takes place on Denim Day. And if you've been in downtown Milwaukee, you certainly can't miss that significance. That's right. We love Denim Day. Um, And uh, we, of course, because it's Sexual Assault Awareness Month, we intentionally hold our event on that day. And um, we encourage everyone to wear denim. And the significance of that 
um, again, ties back to using your voice. So uh, uh, a wo- in, in Italy, um, a woman was sexually assaulted by her driving instructor, and um, the judge had ruled that because her jeans were so tight um, during the assault, she had to have helped remove them, thereby implying consent. And so the next day, all the women of the Italian parliament wore jeans um, uh, in solidarity for that survivor, and it it really has picked up because it really is endemic. It describes and defines rape culture, you know, as in victims get blamed for being assaulted because of what they wore. And of course, we're seeing the jeans in downtown yes. Milwaukee. But in addition to that, there's also the Clothesline Project on display in Waukesha. Yes, um, so we um, have uh, um, uh, T-shirts that have been uh, um, designed. It's artwork from sexual assault survivors and. Um, it's a, it's a great visual display of, um, I want to say true grit because these are all survivors who, who are, who have, um, been, uh, have been working through their trauma, getting healed, trying to support other individuals in similar circumstances and they're emoting and expressing themselves through, um, through these t-shirts. So there's some shirts that have messaging, some that have um, uh, images, but it, it is very powerful when you see it all lined up. And it's at the Waukesha Public Library, and you can take a look at it. Now, the Women's Center, of course, you've been around for a number of years, but who's eligible for the services that you provide? Um, well, we have advocates and counselors who are trained specifically to work with adults um, or children who are survivors of uh, sexual assault, domestic violence, trafficking, and child abuse. And then we also do provide supportive programming for family members of survivors um, and friends. And let's tell everybody how they can reach the Women's Center. Certainly. We have a 24-hour hotline, and that is 262-542-3828. And you also can call that number if you want tickets for the luncheon this Wednesday, uh, Olympic champion Allie Raceman is going to be speaking, and it's a not-miss event. Angela Vancuso, always great to have you here. Thanks for having me. And we're going to have links at KTICountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and share this interview with family and friends. And for Country Connection, I'm Libby Collins.